so so why 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 did, why you did I do things? the book yeah. well after I wrote justify my love I was approached by several publishing companies for some strange reason to write erotica just write it and it had nothing to do with photographs illustrations or anything and so I was throwing that idea around because I I was actually flattered and I said well that I mean it seemed like something challenging to do to actually write a bunch of short stories erotica and these would have been in the, in the it's sort of in the vein of Anais Nin but today you know um, and in my language so I thought about that for a while and then and then Stephen Meisel's photographer who I work with all the time and who's a very good friend of mine I've always been bugging him and saying how come you never did a book because Herbert's did a book and Bruce Weber did a book and and Helmut Newton I mean everyone's done a book but ne Stephen never did and he said well uh, you know I don't know and then finally he said well I'll do it if you do it with me so we were trying to come up with ideas for what we would do for the book and then we thought well maybe I would do this thing where I would take on all these different personas and change my hair and my clothes and kind of in the vein of Cindy Sherman who I brought up before to people where she just totally becomes someone different from picture to picture so ultimately what happened is I combined both of those ideas erotica and visuals and and that's what it is it's a book of erotic fantasies in the words of um, as told by Dita Paolo a character and she kind of takes on different personas and different characters and that's it and there's pictures also the pictures sometimes go with the text and sometimes they they stand alone and that's it Hi, I'm Madonna. I'm your worst nightmare. To rule the world. Why don't you show them what you do, honey? You've never had more fun with anyone else. People, people, we gotta move on to the next song. Right? Somewhere I'm sweet between. and I'm a bitch, you know what I mean? And that's always been the way it is. I'm, I'm a human being. <laughs> I'm waiting. You're listening to MLVC, the Madonna podcast, your place to take you from behind, push myself into your mind when you least expect it. About all things Madonna Louise, Veronica Ciccone. Hey, everybody, it's Stefan. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys, it's Tony, and welcome back to the podcast. As if we've never left. I know. It always feels like um, I just woke up and I'm still here, you know? From a fuzzy dream. <laughs> Always from a fuzzy <laughs> How's it going, Stefan? How is uh, end of August, beginning of September, end of everything as we know it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. The apocalyptic countdown to the end of 2020 when who knows what will happen. Uh, yeah, it's been... Look, I can't complain. I'm alive. I have people who love me. There's a roof over my head. I've got food. I can't complain. I, I can complain. I shouldn't complain is what I should say. Uh, you know. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, that's what we should all be doing is practicing gratitude because, you know, the world has gone to shit, but, you know, we each have something that we could, uh, you know, thank God for. So, well, I, I f I'm thankful for the podcast every week that we. I am thankful for the podcast as well and for all of our amazing listeners. And um, yeah, I've been thinking about Madonna fandom a lot in the last few days because I've realized that a year ago we were all on pins and needles about to go to the Madame X tour. Oh my God. I, I know. I, I think a Facebook <laughs> memory came up of me trying on the Madame X tour jacket mm -hmm. in, in the, the Madonna pop-up shop. And I realized yep. I was like, I've almost paid off that jacket on my credit card. So, um, very fitting that the Facebook memory had just popped up, but yeah, I, think I'm, about that. Almost a year ago we were I know, to, and having to stay up till midnight to watch Madonna. I'm almost all. I mean, I actually am all paid up on my Madame X haul. You know, so yeah, and very we've exciting. Almost, we've we've gotten rest finally, and uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. No, that was that was a great moment. I mean, you know, it was a little scary because we didn't know what to expect, and we wanted everything to be good for her, and you know, for the duration of the show. Um, but, you know, it was it was great because it kind of was bringing the people together, you know? Yeah, and now the big question is, when's the DVD coming out, Madonna? Yeah, are we going to get a DVD? Are we going to get getting, We better get a DVD. That's all I'm saying. I just Are I we going to get 
something to stream? Is it going to be a television debacle like uh, Confessions where they cut everything out? <laughs> oh, I know. Remember, that was terrible. On It was, oh. what, Thanksgiving, the night before Thanksgiving on NBC? On NBC. <laughs> yeah, and they, like, cut out all this, like, trivial stuff that I thought was rather strange. I'm like, that doesn't need to be cut out. I know. And I, I was so proud of Madonna for being on network television. And then I realized that Madonna doesn't belong on network television. No. HBO, Showtime, yeah. Showtime. You know, something, Netflix. Epics. Be, yeah. <laughs> something that doesn't censor her art, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, everybody, unfortunately for you this week, you're, you're not getting a special guest. You're, you're, you're just stuck with Tony and I for the, for, for the podcast today. I, been a while That's right. It's been a while since we've done that, Tony. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it's it's fun either way. I mean, I love talking to these amazing people, so we can, you know, just literally listen to stories know, and listen live, to stories and live pull their information lives. out of them. Yeah. But you know, it's also fun to check in and and you know just talk about Madonna. Madonna. Like, yeah. Hmm. I mean, that's the whole point of the podcast is we're here to we're here to chat about the Queen and who doesn't want to chat yeah. about madonna uh so so yeah as recently madonna went to jamaica had a birthday party we talked to marlene her personal trainer that was on the trip as well and apparently it was a great time but madonna came back and went to los angeles where she is currently renting a house in beverly hills and uh she's working on a screenplay with diablo cody and it's actually coming off from from what we're seeing right yeah, so most recently, I mean, because Girlfriend's been working. Like, she's been plugging away. Uh, we've been seeing her angst on the on the sofa next to Diablo Cody and mm-hmm. chatting with her kids. And, but, and I think due to the numerous post-it notes with dates and various notebooks and the several mood board photos of her in the early 80s, most of us fans have assumed that it would be an origin biopic movie. But, um, you know, the beginning of Madonna, if you will. But Mm -hmm. I think she sent some shockwaves through the Madonna-verse this past week when she was seen paging through and reading text from her very own sex book from 1992. So I'm I'm assuming that that means we're going a little past just the beginning. Yeah, I'm excited for that because aside from human nature from... 1994's Bedtime Stories. Madonna doesn't really talk about the sex book. And it's one of my favorite, you know, more, it's one of the most intriguing things that she's done as far as I'm concerned. And I would love to see her, you know, approach it in a more open way as opposed to this is what you guys did and now I'm not going to talk about it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to punish all of you. (laughs) I'm going to put out this really controversial book and I'm not going to say a word about it and you're just mm-hmm. going to have to deal with it. But <laughs> yeah, it's, um, so yeah, everyone, I, th- I thought we would do a little deep dive into the Madonna sex book. I know we've mentioned it and chatted about it a couple times on the podcast, but we've never really devoted a sort of a deep dive into all things sex book. And with her looking through it and reading it, it prompted Tony and I to like reach into our own sex book and finagle through that awkward spiral bound <laughs> mess of a, of a contraption. Uh, if, if people have not seen the sex book in person, she did a hard bound book. It's like a metallic hard metal case, like front and back cover. And it's festooned together with a very cheap spiral. I'm surprised they didn't mm-hmm. find a better way to put that together. So from all accounts, Madonna was inspired by uh, Public Image Limited's Metal Box album, which came out in the early 80s, and it was literally a metal, a round metal box. And so she told Warner Books, she's like, I want my book to come in a metal box like the album. And apparently she was in a meeting and I think it was in her house and she just like went and grabbed a piece of metal and, you know, from her kitchen. And she's like, this is what I want it to be like. So she had that in mind from the very beginning. And, you know, like, I think a box would have been great. Yeah. You know, like, like something to be able to like take the book out of, not actually Mm -hmm. have it be part of this metal. I mean, cause it's like, 
I mean, yeah. it's, it's hard metal. Like it's uh, yeah. And originally, her idea was to make the book round so they could put a mylar wrapper and it would look like a condom. Oh, a condom, yeah. But uh, they could not figure out a way to make a round spiral bound book. <laughs> well, that explains then why we got that little erotica CD inside. Mm-hmm. So exactly. So that was making up for yeah, the, that, that the condom pacified, that pacified Madonna. So mm-hmm. if, so you, yes, everyone there, it came in a Mylar wrapping. So it's, um, it's basically the, the cover of the erotica album. Mm-hmm. Um, it says Madonna sex on it. It's this big, mylar wrapping sort of like uh if you get a helium balloon it's like that only a little thicker and and that was to keep prying hands and eyes from looking at the book in the bookstore but i remember buying it you can't you you couldn't open this thing in the book you couldn't get a preview of it at all well i bought it at walden books in a mall and they had to get it from behind the counter i don't know how anyone else would buy it well, I had gotten it for my friend Jennifer's birthday before we were, we, we were legally allowed to buy it. Because I think you had, to be eight, you had to be 18 to buy it in Philadelphia. Uh-huh. And oh, so I was over 18. <laughs> I was, we were not. So we had to give somebody money to go in and get... We asked some stranger outside the bookstore. I, I think at like a Walden or like Sam... Not Sam Goody. A Walden Books or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the mall as well. And he went in, bought the book, and gave it to us. And that's what I gave my friend Jennifer for her birthday. It was forty nine ninety five, which at the time seemed like a huge I mean, amount of money. Yeah. But I mean, when I found we, out how much it cost, I just, like, set that money aside. And I was, like, I had it in an envelope for, like, two weeks. I was, like, fingering that $50 bill, like... Fingering. Good. See, we want to make sure that we have as many sex puns possible during this episode, Tony. I thought I would be like looking at that $50 bill. Like I cannot believe I'm going to give this to Madonna, you know? And And, uh, Oh, the irony that $49.95 back in 1992 Mm -hmm. seemed like an outrageous amount of money. And then just a year ago we were sitting there thinking, Oh yeah. How much money for a Madame X ticket? You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, going back to the Mylar wrapper on the back, there was a warning, and I'm going to read it. It said, warning, this book contains adult material, and its exterior packaging reflects the controversial and sensitive nature of what is inside. Exclusive special CD inside. Of course, we all thought the CD was going to be like erotica remixed or something but it was it's isn't it's, no i meant um, erotica the album <laughs> oh no we yeah so everyone the cd that comes in the it's one song it's a remix of erotica right uh, with uh the lyrics are actually lyrics, yes alternate in the book right in the book uh yeah i it's so i got the English version for my friend Jennifer for her birthday. I never got one for myself because I didn't think my mom would approve of me having the sex book in the house. Mm-hmm. And, but then of course, like two years later, I desperately wanted one and I was in a Barnes and Noble in New York city mm-hmm. and on sale for $20, they had stacks and stacks of the sex book in different languages. So there was okay. like, you are making me and everybody else who's listening insane right now. Uh-huh. So <laughs> coulda, woulda, shoulda moment of Stefan's life, uh-huh. why I didn't buy 10 of them at the time so I could have a bunch to sell and, yeah. you know, feed myself for the, you know, during my unemployment right now. Uh, <laughs> I, I, or or sell them and pay for more Madame X tickets. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I, because currently the book sells used and opened in different um, states of disrepair um, from between fifty to a hundred dollars, but if you want to buy a sealed copy, it's going to go higher than three hundred. I would say. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I could have you know bought I could have bought everyone I know a, a Madame mm-hmm. X tour jacket at that rate, but yeah. <laughs> so I only bought one copy, and I bought the French language version because I had studied French in high school and college. So and I plus thought, French is sexy. Yeah, I just thought you know if if you're gonna read through a sex book. And it can't be in a language other than, than English. I thought right. French would be the great, but problem is I, my French is a little a little rusty, and I ru- rusty like the 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 sex book uh, the, the, the sex book the rings, spiral the spiral. But I, so I can't really make out a lot of the sex book, uh, which mm-hmm. is kind of nice. It's it's actually it's okay because. Some of the text I remember from the sex book is a little crass and mm, a little. Um, 
And when you read it in French, you know, something like J'adore ma chat sounds far more classy than what that means in English. And I think we all know what J'adore ma chat means in English. Uh, We. We don't need Uh, to say it, people. (laughs) We all know. Y'all know what so, Madonna. Y'all know what Madonna's loving. So I noticed a couple of, uh, I guess, references while looking at the book today, and I can't believe I didn't really pick up on this before. Probably because I was just, you know, brainwashed by Madonna. Um, so there's two letters in the book. Actually, no, there's one letter and then one page of text where she says, um, "Sex is a game to her," and basically on that page, it's just uh, dialogue from Body of Evidence. And oh, really? Then, the movie? Yeah. Yeah, from the movie. Oh. And then towards the end, I think it's actually the last letter where she says, Dear John, because she's upset she's not calling him Johnny. And it's basically the same monologue that she has on the stand in Body of Evidence where she catches her lover with another man. We're all, so anim- we're all animals, Frank. Yeah, exactly. She's like, I, I don't know why he did that, but I, I can't compete, you know? So pretty much the same story, but you know, I well, actually, the letters, the letters, the handwritten letters by Madonna mm-hmm. as, as her character, Dita Parlo, her, her persona in the book, those in the French language version are still in English. So I can read those. Right. Because as we both know, because we've seen her handwriting up close, it is her handwriting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so it's actually also like the confessions on a dance floor font. I mean, that's basically what that her yeah Madonna's font is her handwriting. Yeah, um, yes, that letter is kicks off the Miami or or it's sandwiched within the the Miami section of her sex book where she's mm-hmm. getting gas, topless, uh, <laughs> eating pizza. Um, and all of those infamously uh, hitchhiking naked. Right. And all of those photos are reportedly inspired by a book from the thirties called Paris by night, where uh, these, you know, the photographs are all of people in different, you know, dif- you know, just out in the streets in Paris at night, but it's shot the doing same crazy way. naked things. Well, they're not nude, but they're, you know, just oh, so Madonna like- took it and made her, her sex book spin. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I see. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of very sly references throughout the book. There's a lot of uh, references to Helmut Newton photographs. There's a lot of references to Guy Bourdin. Um, you know, there's a lot of cinematic references. Yeah, I think a lot of people got thrown off by that because Madonna's tits and ass is all over the book. Yeah, yeah, I know. But meanwhile, I'm like looking at it and like intently. Tony's studying, studying <laughs> it for cinematic references, and I'm sitting here staring at the naked men. <laughs> Which I have to say, the so there's barely any full frontal. I think there's like we get a, a one full frontal and some balls. That's all the men nudity that we get. There's a lot of bush, and ton, I was just gonna say tons ton of, pubic of hair. Bush. lesbian bush in the beginning. Mm-hmm. A lot of Madonna in the pool with Russ, Isabella Rossellini. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a lot of that bush. Um, not as much Madonna Bush as you'd think. There is some, but um, definitely a lot of Madonna titty. And, <laughs> and but no, like, I, I remember reading a review that when it came out that talked about how kind of prudish the book was. You know, like, here's a book that talks about sex and there's actually no, like, hardcore, you know, it's kind of yeah. like, it's like a, it's like a softcore penthouse issue. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of got that too when I got the book and I was like, wow, I, you know, she's, She's going the distance, but she's not going all the way because, you know, like I said, there wasn't any like full frontal erect male nudity. No. No. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, the photos are like shrunk. So you shrunken down. So you can't really see a lot of details, which is fine. Well, it looks Tony, like, it that's looks, why you it invest. It looks like a contact sheet. You, you know? invest in a good magnifying glass. Oh, I've already done so that. You- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. The, um, I mean, I guess she was obviously, you know, Madonna has said that it was, it's, it's meant to be a book of fantasies that she was meant to have a lot of humor in the book. Yeah. And it's like, there's some really hot, super beautiful, sexy photos. There's some campy, funny silliness Mm -hmm. to it. Um, Yeah. It's less porno and more like high art, but, uh, 
with a little bit, you know, obviously Madonna likes to be silly sometimes. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's very snarky. I was reading the Vanity Fair cover story for October 92, where oh, those images are so, can we pause for a second? Yes. It's such good that, <laughs> that Madonna in Wonderland images. Oh my mm-hmm. God. They're so good. Yeah. All those photos are direct, uh, copies of um playboy layouts from the 60s like mm-hmm. well, they're she literally looks, she looks good doing it oh she looks amazing she well, looks and great. of course obviously shot by steven mizell as well so yep. fresh off the sex book well it was actually they were shot in the same session in the same house but it was like a cup it was her house in miami and it was a few months after they, they she stopped put some, she put some clothes on some not mm-hmm. much but some, some yeah uh, but yeah so, i love those pictures no those are great and i kind of wish they would bit would have been part of the book because it it's, mm, a, it's a really well, cool I mean, sensibility. don't you have that issue um of the not, ma- i have that magazine um not a physical copy but you know if, if any listeners <gasps> want to send me send it to me oh i'm my god tony <laughs> i mean i've had it but i don't have it you sold it know? off to a collector uh, I just got lost. Yeah, seriously, lost. if there's anybody who wants to make some offers uh, <laughs> for a, a hefty Madonna magazine collection, come to me because. I, or, you know, I'll, I have the uh, interview Rebel the Heart PDF. <laughs> from 2010. So if anybody wants to trade me that for the uh, 1992 Vanity Fair. But anyway, so Marie North is the person who wrote the article. And in the beginning, uh, you know, she's talking to Madonna and she's looking through the book with Madonna in the room and she's saying some of these images are very dangerous and I feel it like like they're almost like an assault to my senses. And Madonna's like, well, you're looking at it the wrong way. The whole thing is funny. You're supposed to be laughing, <laughs> you know? And that's that's exactly how I feel about it too. I mean, yeah, there are some scenes of uh, you know, we don't need to mention that high school. No, no, I'm just saying, quote unquote, gymnasium, you know, yeah. sexual violence. You know, there's a switchblade up to Madonna's crotch, mm, things like that. Yeah. But you have to look at it as Madonna is making fun of how serious this has always been. Correct. You know, her tongue is firmly planted in her cheek. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on, she's rising in someone's ass. She's rising <laughs> around with vanilla ice. You can't get any mm-hmm. more comical than that. I mean. Yeah, and what is that? We didn't even know that she dated Madonna. I mean, we didn't even know that Madonna dated vanilla ice for 8 months. Did they date? I mean, are we saying yeah. date quote unquote date? Let's that's let's use date as a loose term. Well, here. I mean, they no, were it, definitely it, getting it on. It well, yeah, I mean, but they they were like living together in Miami for all this time and no one knew about it because she was like Oh, she probably didn't want to admit it. She didn't want to admit it. But, you know, there are also clues. If you go back to your favorite uh, look, you know, Goth Donna at the... Uh, uh, yes, that's right. He Truth was there. Premiere, mm-hmm. He was there and they were mm-hmm. all over each other, but we didn't put two and two together, did we? No. <laughs> but I, I do got to say, that f- there's the one photo of him behind her. Yeah. And he's like nibbling on her ear. That is such a hot photo. I know. She's not even wearing any clothes. But she looks amazing. Like, yeah, she looks that great. look, the the long haired look where long like, hair with the hoops is my favorite oh look. Oh my too. god, her on the beach with the polka dot bikini. So yeah. good. Like, there's just something about the makeup and mm-hmm. the lip. I'm all about a lip. Like, give me a good lip. And well, now that you're now that, that. now that you're there, let's talk about um, the makeup artist for the sex book. So that was Francois Nars, and he has an eponymous, you know, makeup line now. That's you know really big and you know it's pretty much the mainstream but during this time he was just uh working on photo shoots as a makeup artist he showed up and he told madonna he's like i'm gonna shave your eyebrows off it was his fault yeah and she said i i don't know what that means and my eyebrows are my eyebrows and he's like no i'm gonna shave them off this this is gonna be a whole new look for you and i don't think we ever saw madonna with big black eyebrows again did we they did come back eventually, but but not um, like not like who's that Nikki girl? Finn. Yeah, no, exactly. No, no, no. But, um, but it, it gave her a very classic, very you know, loose, sexy seventies you know look. And I hate it when she shaved them. Personally, when it happened, I remember like seeing her in the deeper and deeper video, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my god, Madonna, you've wrecked your face. Like, what? No, I loved it because now, it made her look super seventies. Now I look back and I recognize the brilliance of it. But mm-hmm. at the time, 
as I mean, the same thing when she was doing, when I saw the erotica video for the very first time, you know, I think the erotica video came out right around the same time the sex book came out. Yeah. And I was like, I was appalled. I, I remember <laughs> a friend of mine was like, I love this. I love this. And I was like, bring me back Vogue Madonna. I want Vogue Madonna back, you know, because we'd gotten like justify my love. And then we get like erotica and it was just like a lot of sex in our face from Madonna. And some, mm-hmm. I could see why if you weren't a Madonna fan, this, it was a little too much in your face, but um, yeah, I mean, I was all up in it. So I, I mean, love it now. I and mean, like, and, and during that time, that's all everybody was talking about. It was really weird because I was like, just trying to follow my pop diva, but everyone was just kind of like being obnoxious about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, like everyone has said, no one has ever done anything this ballsy in, in, as a pop star, you know, like, can you imagine, uh, I mean, Beyonce or Gaga or, you know, Robin doing something like this, they would never survive. They, uh, it's because Madonna got ripped to shreds for this. Which is a shame because the photos are actually quite beautiful. Yeah, I mean, the only person that I could see even going anywhere close in this direction is Rihanna. And Rihanna has kind of gone there. You know, she did those nude photos for Louis Magazine in France. And, you know, she put out a very sexy book. I mean, it's not a book about sex, but it's got some sexy-ass photographs. And, you know, it's expensive. It's like a $100 book. So I think Rihanna is probably the heir apparent when it comes to this kind of thing, but no one's going to take it there like Madonna did. Yeah, no. I know somebody had messaged us uh, after, because when I saw her posting about her, you know, when she was reading the sex book or whatnot, Mm -hmm. I started posting a bunch of sex photos on our Instagram because I was suddenly obsessed with the sex book all over again. Mm -hmm. And somebody wrote saying, wouldn't it be amazing if she was to do a sequel to the sex book now in her sixties? No. And I was like, (laughs) I could see her wanting to do that. I don't know if she would, but Mm -hmm. I mean, cause I'm sure people would be appalled that a 60 year old woman would want to be naked in a book. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? If anyone was going to be able to do it, Madonna would be the person. Yeah. Show, I us, mean, show us what sex in our 60s is like. What's Dita been up to? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Where has Dita gone? <laughs> yeah, what's she doing? Is she still with Johnny? She's still in Miami trying to hitch a ride naked? Well, the one thing that really, that I thought that she could do, because, you know, from that video, I saw her reading the first page and it made me think, well, we could do an audio book, Madonna. We could even do like a video, you know, video visual book or whatever. But yeah, let's, let's, you know, revisit sex, you know, since you are right now. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the, the sky's the limit, Madonna. You mm-hmm. can do whatever you want. Um, yeah, there's, so there's, if you've not seen the book, try and track down a copy or Google it on online because there's lots of beautiful images. I mean, as much as I, I've sort of turned my back on Tony Ward, I loved Tony Ward when she was seeing him, and he's hot as anything in the book. But his his yeah, poli- yeah. his political views are a little not adhering to what I enjoy right now, and his views of the current pandemic are a little like uh, Tony, shut up, please. So uh, Tony, yeah. Tony, Tony Ward, not Tony, my 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 co-host. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, Tony Ward is an iconic male model from the '80s and '90s. You know, came up through Bruce Weber and worked with everyone in the industry but um sometimes models are better, better seen left, and better left with their mouth shut yeah or yeah better seen and not heard especially mm-hmm. yeah Mr. i mean like the photo of madonna with uh, biting his his nipple ring mm-hmm. i mean that's just so it's so beautiful like the some of the photos in this book are absolutely breathtaking yeah and i, I love the photo which is in um yeah, which is like in uh it's like overexposed and it's the one where he's licking on DJ Craig Spencer's ear. And, you know, Ooh, I know, you know, coming, you know, as, as just recently had come out when this book came out and like little like gay, you know, balls she was throwing at us for lack of a better word were great. I mean, they, they were, they were very, they were subtle they weren't too much in your face, but it was like, you know, for gay guys in the nineties, that was something we were not going to be seeing anywhere else. You know? Yeah. Well, goodness knows I definitely spent a lot of private time with the, 
the section <laughs> where Madonna is in the, the gay club with all of the mm-hmm. men. So um, who, who's, who's in that Tony? You know who that is. Okay. So first of all, that place was real and it was called the gaiety and it was a Tony gay was a, Tony was a regular at the gaiety. Just I was not a regular, but um, <laughs> you know, um, I remember going to New York uh, to hang out with friends in like nine, 1996 and I made it a point to go to the gaiety and I looked it up and it was like disgusting. Was it because of the sex book? Oh, no, no, no. I'm, of course. Yeah. How else would I have known about that? You know, like I'm going to know like, about like, it down. You're like, I wonder if Madonna and all those men are just there every night. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I found it. It was on the corner of like 45th Street and uh, like off Times Square next to like where the Howard Johnsons used to be. No one's going to know oh, what I'm it was in about. Midtown? Oh, yeah, no, it was like literally off Times Square on 45th Street. Oh, well, it's certainly not there now. No, it's not. It actually closed like in 2008 or 2009, something like From that. From the health department? I don't know what it was. So anyway, so you walk up these stairs and then you go into this like area and you get kind of get flanked by the, um, you know, the bouncers or whatever. And there's no alcohol and you had to pay like, and in 1996, I paid $20, which was a lot of money then. It was probably like 50 now. And then you go in and then you see these really sad, like, like two tops everywhere with like, you know, men of a certain age and a men of a certain weight as well <laughs> sitting there <laughs> and and then you look up and on this like little dank stage there are all these like completely nude dancers and um the, this guy who was talking to me told me that all the dancers come from montreal every every week they switch them out but there's no like dudes you know i was asking i was like is there guys from like brooklyn and queens you know stripping here and they're like no these are all european i mean these are all Mon- guys from montreal but yeah, I mean, it looked exactly the same. It had that, um, you know, that like really like faded aluminum, you know, I don't know. It was just just really, really tired. And it smelled Gritty. like, yeah, yeah. And, it you know, like it, bleach. It did smell like bleach. It, you know, had definitely had better days. Um, I, I'm, I was thinking while I was in there, I was like, they probably would have like, you know, hosed this place down and then, you know, brought in Madonna and her crew and they probably shot this at like 11 in the morning on a Wednesday, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> um, and yeah, so at one point people were giving the dancers extra money to do disgusting things with different, you know, things that you could get in the, in the bar and, um, you know, like if you wanted your drink stirred or something like that. Oh. Yeah. So uh, you would walk away with not only a, a, <laughs> a drink stirred with a male member, but you probably an STD as well. Hepsi is, it was the, <laughs> the order of the day. But anyway, uh, I spent about 40 minutes in there and, you know, looked around and I said, well, I, I saw it and um, I'm done, you know? Mm-hmm. I've had enough. Been there, I, done that. I did try to go to the vault and uh, I couldn't find the night to go because apparently every night is a different fetish. So um, I'll just have to, you know, take Madonna's word for it that mm-hmm. the vault is uh, a <laughs> oh, fun place to go. <laughs> just in case there's any fact checkers who are going to try and call me out on this, it is not <laughs> J'adore ma chat. It is <laughs> J'aime ma chat in the book. Thank I'm you. Looking, thank I'm just looking at it now. So there Not to you be go. confused with J'adore Dior. <laughs> Correct. Um but anyway, yeah, so in the um, in the the big gay extravaganza in the sex book where they're at the gaiety, that is Madonna and, uh, you know, German film icon Udo Kier, who... Uh, otherwise known as Madonna's co-star in the Deeper and Deeper video. Exactly, him too. And, um, you know, hopefully we'll get him on the show one of these days. Uh, keep your fingers crossed. That would be fun. Yep. Get, um, a, little, get a little background on the, the sex book. Yeah, and you know he's who's actually the, who's the other guy, Tony. The, the other guy is uh, a gentleman. That, so that the we posted the photo of it's Madonna looking up mm-hmm. at this guy dramatically smoking a cigarette, and right. um, the deeper and deeper guy standing behind her, and he's sort of like caressing this naked blonde man. Right, he is so also much, so much love from that photo. So people like flipped out over that photo he's also elsewhere in the book uh in the photo where madonna puts lipstick on him and in another one where she puts the mirror up to Off of, yeah, his chest yes. so his name, i would have yeah. loved to have seen more with the blonde naked guy but uh, whatever so this guy was daniel de la falaise and he's 
you know, pedigreed aristocrat from France. His sister is Lulu de la Falaise, and they come from this storied family. Anyway, at the time, he was just, you know, going to parties. And now he's like a big deal chef. And yeah. Who, he's, who would have thought he got a start in the sex book? I know, right? Local and, boy makes good. Yeah. And then the guy that you're talking about with the long blonde hair, his name is David Bowles, and he was discovered in Hawaii uh, by... Oh, no, I think that's a different blondie. This one's the short blonde hair, but I know... Oh, there, there's a short blonde hair short guy blonde hair in, the gaiety, in, in the gaiety. Yeah. And I, then there's a long blonde haired guy that she's with as well. Yeah. He's also... Not in, to be confused with the guy from Deeper and Deeper eating the bananas. That's the same guy. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so look at the guy that. with the guy with the long blonde hair. His name is David Bowles, and he was hired because he looked like Joe D'Alessandro, and that was part of the sensibility they wanted with that whole Warhol mm. gritty thing. I guess Joe was too old. Well, Madonna had asked him to be in the book, and he declined, as well as we'll uh, talk about another missed opportunity. Yeah, as well as Michael York. Uh, she got really into. Um, she got into cabaret around the time, you know, as evidenced in Blonde Ambition. And she was kind of into Michael York, and she wanted him to be in the book. And I can kind of see him in the gaiety section, like in a tuxedo, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, he turned her down as well. Um, and, yeah, I'm trying to remember who else turned her down, but um, I'm sure it was. Well, like- I remember when she... Uh, Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell went on the Arsenio, Arsenio Hall show, yeah. and Rosie O'Donnell was joking about how she was in the book. She's like, I start on page 56 and spill over to page 57. And one of my friends actually believed that she was in the book. She said, I don't remember seeing Rosie O'Donnell in the book. I'm like, that was, <laughs> she was joking. She was, Rosie's not in the book. Although, that being said, you could theoretically think, because in the very back of the sex book, there is a Madonna comic book called yes. Dita in the Chelsea Girl. Mm-hmm. And there is a woman. Her name is Stella Ellis. Stella, yes. She and is incredible. She started out as a plus size model for Thierry Mugler. She's also in uh, George Michael's Too Funky video. And she she worked exclusively with Thierry Mugler and Claude Montana and all these great French labels. She was in Paris and... Um, through Stephen Mizell, she ended up in the sex book. She's also in the uh, the vault photos in the beginning as well. She's tied up in uh, latex. You can oh. see her from behind. Yes, she does. I'm looking to see if she does not get naked. No. Just Madonna. Good, good on you, Madonna. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's some really beautiful photos. I mean, I would love to post more from the sex book. I'm trying to think of which ones I could. I'd have to censor like. Yeah, don't don't a, get a, a majority shutdown. of them. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> some, of, some of the more, um, I guess, talked about photos are the, you know, the lesbian threesome in the beginning, which I think is really, really edgy for even Madonna and I, you know, the, the girls that are in the, in, in the photos with her, you know, they give her some like real early nineties, you know, butch lesbian, uh, credibility because Julie Tolentino, one of the girls, she was owner of the click club at the time. She was also like a really, really well-respected act up activist. You know, she was, she was on the front lines and, you know, she was also a performance artist and, you know, she was all over New York at that time. And the other woman was uh, someone named Alistair Fate, and she's a queer artist. She was um, doing a lot of really edgy tattoos in the late 80s, early 90s, um, you know, created that art form. And she was also a photographer. And, you know, I, I've read Julie Tolentino's um, account of this shoot, and she said that they just sat down in a room with Madonna and told her, like, this is what we do. But we are not going to let you. Um, this isn't something that you get to dress up in and then go home. We, you have to like really go through this with us. And you got to so, commit to it, Madonna. Exactly. So Madonna did commit to it, and um, they actually became friends. Julie Tolentino said that um, there was a yoga class that a friend they had in common uh, taught, and she'd see Madonna at that same class for the next five years while she lived in New oh, York. Look at that. And, you know, this all came about from that photo shoot and uh, all the people that they met uh, as a result, because, you know, this is a group of people that Madonna didn't know at the beginning, but she knew them after. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So 
when the book came out, I'm sure, obviously, everyone, you can do a little Google search and see, the sex book was not really well received. Uh, there was a lot of hype about the book coming out because nobody really knew what was happening. Some photos had leaked in, um, was, it, was it Playboy? In Playboy, yeah. yeah. like some of the pictures of her in Miami on the beach. People, you know, some paparazzi had leaked the photos and Madonna didn't care. And... Apparently, also, I read that there was, like, I remember when this happened, there was, like, other photos had leaked, too, where, like, some couple apparently said they found photos on a park bench, Mm -hmm. and they tried to sell them, but then when when the authorities showed up, they were like, oh, no, we were just trying to return them to the right people, make sure they get to the right hands, and, like, and apparently that happened, like, twice, that people were trying to leak photos. Yes, and Madonna hired Gavin DeBecker, who is like this crazy security consultant, and the FBI got involved. So there were about five different publishing companies that were hired to put the book together because they had to publish different assets. You know, Mm -hmm. it wasn't just like send it to one place. So two of those different factories, I know one was in Lexington, Kentucky. They, um, yeah, they, they, they found the pages and, you know, people were trying to blackmail them or whatever. And yeah, if you look at the the back of the sex book where Madonna thanks everyone, she thanks the FBI, but does not thank the uh, factory in Lexington, Kentucky. She Well, says, I even, I think one of the publishing places, they didn't even want to let people know that they were doing it because yeah. they were so embarrassed that that's what was happening. They were, uh, but funnily enough, they were more than happy to take Madonna's money. Oh, oh yeah, of course. You know, like, look, the, the hypocrisy there, you know, like, oh yeah, we'll take Madonna's money, but we don't want people to associate us with the sex book. Personally, I would have been proud to say I published the Madonna sex book. Mm-hmm. Think about like, I mean, I guess it was a different time. It was a different day. You know, like now if Madonna was to have put that out, people, you know, like they'd be all over Instagram saying, well, yeah, I mean, I it, published this. I published this. Look at me. Get, give me followers. I published. I mean, it's a different time. I mean, now, you know, you can go to the Tashin website and find all kinds of artful smut, you know, like the Tom of Finland book <laughs> or the Dick book, you know? And yeah, exactly. I mean, it's all, and, but this is all, you know, Madonna kind of opened the door for this. Um, you know, yes, you could buy photography books, in the early nineties, you know, right. from, Madonna was not the first person, right? Nor, but she, nor was she going as in depth as some previous sex books. But she, I she would made it argue to say, yes, she was the most mainstream person to ever do something this "quote unquote" underground. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I was interesting. I had saw a, a quote from Newsweek who did a cover. Um, with her and her gold tooth, uh, saying, the book is cold and uninviting, pushing you away rather, rather than drawing you in. Madonna pursues her earsats identities with no more commitment or personal risk than she assumes in her music videos and with no more intimacy. Sex is convincing only when it's playful, as when she appears nude in a Miami pizzeria, chewing a slice while a baffled customer looks on. Elsewhere, she's simply undressed with no place to go. And yeah. I'm like, well, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, Newsweek. I mean, I don't think they got it. No, and I don't think a lot of people got it because, as you you know, so eloquently said, it's that the book was not well-received. However, it sold out its first printing in, you know, within a month. Um, you know, yeah. so the, well, the so first... It, it sold 150,000 copies on the first day. Right. Um, so one of the things that, you know, the publisher told Madonna was like, well we're not going to be able to make a profit because this book is so expensive to make. And un- unless we sell 350,000 copies and she's like, that's not going to be a problem. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you know? And you know, they kept trying to like, you know, say, no, we need lower costs. We need to do this. We need to do that because we, we need to be Warner books wants to be able to get some sort of a profit. And she's like, don't worry. And what happened? I mean, the entire million, um, you know, the run of a million books sold out. The first edition is completely sold out. Warner Books had a plan to release a paperback edition in June of 1993, but all the bad press, you know, they just didn't want to get involved. And damn, I would have loved a a little sex paperback pocketbook. I know, I know. Carry it around, you know, like take it with you to Fire Island and read it on the beach. Yeah, take it with you to school, you know. It's like, oh, you know, do a little book report (laughs) on it, you know. Johnny, what's your book report on? Exactly. And, you know, also another reason that I wanted uh, the paperback book is I wanted maybe like a better, um, you know, like all of the written sections, I wanted them to be like on a page where you could actually read them. 
Mm-hmm. And what a concept. <laughs> Imagine that. Well, and Madonna has gone on record as saying the writing is the stuff she's most proud of in that book. Mm-hmm. And uh, the writing is very interesting. I mean, I, you know, first time I read that book in 92, there were a lot of references that I didn't know anything about. And as a result, I know about in the realm of the senses. Was this or, how you learned about the birds and the bees, Tony? No, I. So you knew about that before, or did I you knew, find out after? I knew about the birds and the bees, but I didn't know what it looked like until I saw this book. <laughs> oh God, Madonna's <laughs> sex book's the first way you find out about what sex looks like. That's oh, that'd be frightening. That would That's be frightening. Yeah. <laughs> no, because like the first time I looked at this book, I was like, what a? I was nineteen, and you know, like the scene where she's in her bra and panties sitting on a ninety-year-old man's lap. I, mm-hmm. I just, I was, I looked at that for a long time. Cause I, I'm like, I don't understand what I'm looking at. I don't understand what she's trying to tell me. I don't understand what this means. Do I need to go find a 90 year old man to sit on his lap? I mean, like, cause at that Santa, time I was, Santa I, Claus. I was doing everything that she was doing. So I was wondering how this fit into that, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think when I, you know, when you look at what she, it, cause it's, the lines have blurred these days with Madonna and her art. And I think her persona is so, it's so tough to separate herself from her art these days, which is why when she does certain things or posts certain things to her Instagram, there's a big uproar because it's people are just like, it's Madonna. When the sex book came out, the same thing was happening, obviously, but I feel like it was a little easier to sort of sit through the sex book and say, clearly Madonna's not, having a relationship with a 75 year old man. Oh no, no, uh, Stefan, come on. Didn't you read the first page? This is a fantasy. It's, it's a all fantasy, made up. Yes. Any similarity to living persons is not just, you know, it's ridiculous. It's in French, Tony. <laughs> I can't, I, I don't know. The, oh, okay. I mean, I, yeah, it's, it's, but, but that, um, that's what she says pretty much. Yeah. But so then I think the only other thing that I thought was like super fascinating about the sex book rollout was the sex premiere party. Oh, that's right. So, yeah, she had this sex book uh, launch party at in Super Studio Industria, which is a studio that's still open, actually, in New York on 12th and Washington in the West Village. And as Stefan and I were talking earlier, that must have been some dicey-ass neighborhood in 1992. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, Robin Leach was one of the people who mm-hmm. came to that. You know that he was probably just, like, telling his driver, just don't turn, don't turn the car off. <laughs> just sit, sit there, and if I need to come to you, you'd be ready to roll. Um, I, if you, you know, some of you guys that have lived in New York or have been here in the past, I think it's like I'm pretty sure that that was close to where um, Tortilla Flats was, right, Stefan? Uh, yeah, I mean, you yeah. could walk there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, Tortilla Flats. Oh, R.I.P. Tortilla uh, Flats. R.I.P. Old New York. <laughs> yeah, seriously. There's uh, these days, pretty much everything's closing in New York mm-hmm. City. So. Um, there'll be a rebirth at yeah. one point. Absolutely. But yeah, so Madonna sex party, she shows up looking like Heidi on crack. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, looks amazing, but still it was kind of like a, what didn't she have a little lamb? A little yeah. She had a lamb toy lamb. I mean, I was in college in Portland, Oregon, and I saw this footage on all of the news outlets. And I was like, why am I in Oregon right now? Like question why were you, mark. Why were you in Oregon? I went to I went to college, you know, oh. you know, as one. Oh, does. You, were, you were finding yourself. You know, it was also the '90s, and you know, I had to wear flannels, and I had to go to the north. I was going to say you saw reality <laughs> bites, and you were like, I have to go west. <laughs> but but yeah, I was like, everything that I've ever wanted to see in you know entertainment tonight was happening. You know, at yeah, Mary Hart was not party. at that party. No, she wasn't. But she was Robin not, she Leach was, she was not on that guest list. <laughs> Still, the question marks come up whenever I say Robin Leach was at this party. You know? But so you 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 had mentioned to me that there were some illicit things going on behind some doors. Yes. So the aforementioned Julie Tolentino, who was the co-owner of the Click Club, she was hired along with um, you know Lucifer from the Vault, who was uh, who was a uh, a master, basically the- Satan. Yeah, he was a master in the BDSM scene. So a couple of these, you know, nefarious types were hired by the event planner that Madonna was working with for the party to kind of come up with these set pieces, you know, and this is something that we would see at nightclubs in New York through the late 90s, early 2000s, whatever. But this was, you know, at this party, which was a mainstream record label party. 
So, um, you know, these weren't things that people were expecting to see there. Like, um, you know, there were like SNM demonstrations from two guys that did this at the pork, which was a party at a uh, SNM place called the lure that was in the meatpacking district. (laughs) And so they were tying each other up and pouring candle wax on each other. And then there were these like doors, these like slum swinging doors. And if you opened it or, you know, swung it, then you would see guys making out or you would see, you know, two women having sex or you would find someone getting spanked, you know? So, um, Nothing like a good spanky. Nothing like a good spanky. So, um, yeah, there was one account that I read that, um, you know, a bunch of guys that were uh, working on the Erotica album, you know, doing sound mixing and producing and all that. Yeah, those guys, yeah. So they show up at the party and they they couldn't handle it. They had to leave. They, <laughs> oh, needless to say, they were, they had not been prudes. warned. Yeah. Such prudes. You know, well, and unfortunately there were no cameras allowed at the sex book premiere party. So no. We, so all we, have, we can see, uh, are you know, people walking I bet, in. I bet there are some pictures, but they're probably under some heavy locking key. Some collector yeah. out there has pictures because there were no cameras that were meant to be allowed when I went and saw her, at Roxy on Valentine's Day, 1998. Right. Yet there are yes. pictures from <laughs> 1998 that that performance, and I was like, uh, I didn't, I wasn't allowed to bring a camera, and I was front row. I would have brought a camera and taken pictures. Well, I know that our friend Louis Extravaganza was at this party, so we should. Oh, probably, yes, that's right. We should. We should, uh, uh, we should ask him if there's pictures. We should ask him to just dish. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I know. I'd love to know. I'd love to know that. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's what we just thought. Chatting a, bit, a little bit about the sex book since Madonna was going through it, it just you know mm-hmm. threw, threw us back to a time gone by. I mean, obviously, as you can tell, you don't have to tell me twice to talk about the sex book. And, oh God, no! I could talk about that all the time. Yeah, and also one thing that's really interesting, you know, before we wrap it up, is that the sex book was shot mostly on eight millimeter video, eight millimeter film, or Super Eight video. And so a lot of the images that you see in the book are actually film stills. And as a result, all of the guests at this party, uh, the sex book party, were given a videotape. Uh, it's like a, I think, a 45 to 55 minute videotape of live action scenes from the sex book with uh, Edith Piaf, uh, Chevalier, you know, all this old, you know, boudoir French music playing over it. And you can find that on YouTube. You just have to Google it. But uh, the, the, I remember the shorter version is the erotica video. Right. Exactly. But <laughs> I mean, cut to me in like 1998, 1999, paying $150 for an original VHS of that tape that someone from that party was selling. And no. Yeah. And I still have it somewhere. I mean, it just says sex. Oh, you need on to get it. that transferred. Well, send, can... it to, send it to Kodak. I'm telling you, Kodak, for anyone who doesn't know, Kodak has an amazing service. But you it's per- on YouTube. <laughs> well, well, you could do that. Well, but I'm saying if, if for anyone who has VHS right. tapes, you know, old photos that need, you know, like, instead of trying to scan it yourself at a local Kinko's, <laughs> go on Kodak.com. And Kodak is not paying me to say this, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying as a photographer, I love not hearing, sponsored. I loved hearing about this. Yes, not sponsored. Uh, Kodak, you just go on their website. You can mm-hmm. purchase a box. They send it to you. Um, you put in however many elements that you're paying for. VHS tapes, 8mm, 16mm, mm-hmm. actual print photographs. Send it to Kodak. They scan all of it. They put it on a, a flash drive for you. And they send all your assets back and the flash drive. And yeah, yeah I was like, so odd. It, had it not been on YouTube, I would say, Tony, you should just do that. Yeah, I mean, I... I thought about it, but there's like maybe five different, you know, versions of it on YouTube. And, you know, and like, like you said, all of this footage is what ended up becoming the sex book. It's just that you want to spend 45 minutes with this, you know, black and white nudity on your screen and this crazy, you know, party background. Yeah, exactly. I've, I've actually done that where you turn the volume down and then everyone's like, what is on your screen, yeah, like, like sort yeah. of like when you, I don't, if you've ever been to, um, not Barrage, 
what was it barracuda barracuda (laughs) and they always used to play like those weird videos on the screen in barracuda and Uh it was like some of it was porn some of it was not some of it was like that's what i would expect to see yeah Madonna, madonna sex book yeah, just like sleazy stuff that you can't place. You kind know? of raunchy, but not yeah. not not appalling. <sighs> well, yeah, like I said, I could talk about the textbook. Yeah, I'm, sort of, I'm, I'm glad we sort of got that out of our system. We needed to. <laughs> we still need to do an erotica episode one day. I was just gonna say, yeah. So you know, like I, we've done a sex book episode now that we have to do an erotica one day. One right, day. So, so our assignment is to grab a couple of people from the erotica area era, not area, because it's not a place. A yes. state of mind and um and yeah and we'll put together an erotic episode because yes. i want to talk we'll, about we'll do it awesome. um, one day well we, we don't have a lightning round this week because no. we have no one to ask but we do have something don't we Stefan? for you yes guys. uh we will say our farewells and then we will play you off with a little treat from friend of the podcast Liberty Rentrop, uh, something a little, a little audible, a lot of audible ecstasy for you. Mm-hmm. Um, another treat, uh, <laughs> if you will. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining us today on the, on the show. Uh, fun to talk about Madonna and sex and chat with you, Tony. Yeah. And it's also fun to know that Madonna is also talking about sex and, uh, you know, yeah, I'm, addressing, I'm I want to see, I can't wait to see, just see where she goes with this. Yeah, no, I mean, it was a very important time in her career and, you know, one that, you know, had a huge effect on what happened after that. So I'm glad to see her addressing that and, you know, and, and acknowledging for what it is, you know, very gutsy, you know, piece of art Hells that yeah. came out during a time when pop stars weren't really putting out art. Yeah. Good now everyone's got art and merch <laughs> and bundles and oh vinyl and cassettes. It's too much. <laughs> it's too much. I know. Well, we want to thank you guys for listening to us again. And um, we'll be back next week with another packed, jam-packed, episode. jam-packed episode. Whipless episode. <laughs> exactly. So um, you can find us on Instagram at MLBC podcast. Also on our website, www www.mlvcpodcast.com and you can listen to us wherever podcasts are available and uh, tell your friends, you know, if there's someone you know that loves podcasts, why don't you tell them to check us out? I mean, I do. (laughs) I tell people all the time. Um, All right. We'll see you next week, guys. All right. We're going to close out with some Liberty. We'll see you guys soon. All right. See ya.
chemical reaction Yeah, it's a physical attraction A chemical reaction Satisfaction, yeah. 